0: Um, The story follows a twelve-year-old boy. Oh my fucking neighbor is fucking mowing the lawn again.
1: Oh.
0: All right, now we're going to keep going. Um, the story follows a twelve-year-old boy. Wait,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't just we can't cut it there, bro. We're like, <laughs> right?
0: No, 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 it's okay.
1: He's fine. You, you literally just said my f***ing neighbor, and you're like, okay, the story follows. <laughs>
0: Alright, okay, let's go, let's go. Okay. Right. The story follows a No, no
1: no, what are you doing? What? (laughs) Let me give you an intro. Okay. Sam, do you wanna go over the story (laughs) overview yet? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rewatch podcast. My name is Jaden. My name is Samuel. Ooh, switch up. And this is a podcast where we rewatch classical current films, and then we decide whether they deserve a rewatch from you, our followers. Um, before we begin, a like on this video would be most appreciated, and you can subscribe to our channel. Um, and for our Spotify listeners, you can also find us on YouTube by searching the Rewatch. We are the first result that comes up.
0: Pretty dope. Alright, in terms of story overview, obviously this week we rewatched watched Coco, um, which is a 2017 American 3D computer animated fantasy film, um, obviously Pixar, Disney related. The story follows a 12-year-old boy named Miguel who is accidentally transported to the land of the dead where he seeks the help of his deceased musician great-great-grandfather to return him to his family among the living and to reverse his family's ban on music. Um, Mm -hmm. the three sort of main characters in this movie, as far as I was concerned, um, I can't really remember the names of anybody else. Um, so we have Miguel, who's obviously the 12 year old boy, the story follows. Um, yeah, I never really got invested in him, to be honest. I mean, he's a 12 year old Mm. boy at the end of the day. Can't really do
1: much. Can't, you can't like, not reminisce, but you can't, since we're a bit older, it's kind of hard to connect with his idols and such.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, going onwards, Hector is... probably was my favourite character in the film. I think I probably... Um, sort of empathise and sort of... That's the word. Yeah, yeah empathise with him most. I was invested in his character the most. Um, but as far as everybody else, I wasn't really keen, to be honest. Cruz mm. Cruise as well, um another main character. He's also a dead person. Um, he's Miguel's idol. So he's the great, great grandfather, Mm -hmm. um, that Miguel is aspiring to be. Do you want to give your general thoughts of the movie, your pros and your cons, um, before we take a bit of a
1: dive into the plot? Yeah. Okay. So, um, what I liked about this film, which I do with every Pixar film is the animation style and how they keep improving and doing different things. Each film, um, and we saw this in the toy in Toy Story Four, where I watched an insider video by Insider, um, and it was kind of showing how they've improved on their fur animation over the years in comparison to the first Toy Story, where they had a uh, Sid's dog, and it kind of just looked like a yeah, yeah. flat sort of texture. Demented but in creature. Toy Story Four, <laughs> in Toy Story Four, it looks so real, like. It's incredible. So I like think it almost,
0: I think it almost looks too good. What are your thoughts? Like, cause I. It's kind of
1: like the uncanny val- valley, in a way. It's... Have you heard of that? No, I have not. I have no idea what that is. It's basically where something looks so realistic that it starts looking weird, and you yes, see this that's in exactly um, the Polar Express. Oh yeah, the characters. You know, they they try to make oh, them look real, yeah. that they look weird. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. No, um, because that's what I thought. Like,
0: there are certain moments where we get, like, close-ups of um, Miguel's face when he's, like, he's got, like, wet cheeks. And it just looks too real for me. Like, Mm. animation is fantastic, you know. We look at movies like Into the Spider-Verse. The best thing about that movie is the unique animation style. Yeah, You know, you look at things like Toy Story, and, yeah, they were revolutionary for their time, but... You know, it's the art that goes into the animation, and if you just make it look like like so close to real life, you're sort of going away from the actual purpose of animation. Yeah, that's for me anyway. That's my personal thing. Um, but then again, you do look at this movie and think, like, damn, that's good animation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I was looking at the scene in particular where um, Miguel kind of finds the the bridge that connects the land of the dead and the land of the living. Um, with all of the orange or yellowish sort of leaves Mm -hmm. and they would have had to create a whole new program to actually develop that and render it and make it look real and have the characters interact with it and walk on it and such. Um, it was actually quite fascinating to look at and, you know, it's a spectacular part of the film because it's, it actually plays quite a big role as well. So we don't see it once. We see it a few times. Mm, That is true. What did you think of the music? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, Pixar has done a lot of iconic themes and nothing from this really stood out to me. Mm. Um, and that's not saying that there was, you know, bad music in this film. It's just that it wasn't as memorable as, you know, uh, the Monsters Inc theme or, you know, yeah, or Toy Story,
0: you got a friend in me, Toy or
1: Story or, uh, just the Up anything. theme, mm. anything else. Yeah um, it was still good music. It's just probably because it's so recent, it's still, you know, it hasn't really found its place yet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, yeah,
0: there were no real songs that really stood out for me in terms of like, what is Coco? Like it's this song. Whereas like for obviously for other Disney movies, like, you know, your Frozens and your toy stories, like they've all got their one big song and they can sort of like, I don't know generalize the movie into a a single song Um, but I don't think this movie has such a thing I mean I think the songs are good and I think the songs are going to be you know better received by the audiences that they're intended to to be for sure yeah so yeah whereas i don't think th- i don't think that's us i think we're definitely probably not the target market in terms of the yeah the people who are going to really enjoy this movie like we, we we don't know about this day of the dead event um yeah that's not a big thing for us but i can imagine for somebody who, who that is a big celebration you know every every year i imagine the music in this movie is going to mean a lot more to them. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, for, for me, I don't want to say, like, I, I personally, like, didn't really like this movie, but I will say that I don't think the movie is intended for me in that respect. Like, I don't think this movie was made for someone like me. And I don't say that as in, like, my race or anything like that. I think this movie can be enjoyed yeah. by everybody. I just yeah. think, like in terms of what I like and what I don't like, like just in movies, you know, I just don't, this movie didn't really hit the mark with me personally. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think I enjoyed onward more in certain areas. Um, Mm. but like in terms of like just overall generally, I was just like, I just failed to get invested in, in Miguel, who's the main character. Um, but anyway, that's Mm -hmm. just how I feel. Um, so that's sort of like a con that I, I I went through but um know I'm going to
1: stop you on your tangent there. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Before you start rambling on and on and this is another, you know, 2-hour podcast. Yes, but, I don't want to make it uh, Coco. I get what you're going at, you know, it's you the film is intended for an audience and you don't really put yourself in that sort of audience. Yeah, not
0: really. I I want to go through quickly some of the things that
1: I noticed at the very start of the
0: movie just generally the movie felt very unoriginal for me, and I think you're probably going to disagree with me on this because you think it's, the story was quite, you know, fresh. Yeah. And and I I get, like, the whole concept of, like, a living dead is, is fresh. I, I get that. But at the start, I thought I was watching Kung Fu Panda at one stage because... <laughs> and just, like, and Footloose, like... Okay, I'm going to say a few movies here, right? Kung Fu yep. Panda... Every princess story, every Disney princess story, Mm -hmm. Ratatouille and Footloose. Combine those, like the premise of those movies, and you get a kid who wants to, you know, play music and be a musician. And an overbearing family who's holding them back in an ignorant fashion. Sort of saying, I don't want you to do that. And the story is the character, you know ignoring the influences and then finding something and they all learn eventually to embrace what the character wants to do like at one stage the the dad is like come on miguel like pull yourself together and then he puts an apron on him and he's like come on off to work it's taken directly out of kung fu panda like cuz you know how kung oh, fu panda's with, like i want to be a dad yeah, yeah. i want to be a ninja warrior and he's like i'll oh, settle down po and he puts the apron on him and he's like we got work to do Cook the noodles, yeah, that's yeah, right. Cook them noodles. Um, but for me, it's just I just it just felt so unoriginal for
1: me personally. At least at the I, start anyway. I get what you're going at there, but um yeah, I I'm not gonna disagree with you. I do see those things now that you've pointed them out. But at the same time they are very minor things. Mm, yeah. And this this film has a lot of, you know, plot twists and um different things that they're doing as well it, it's not like a the force awakens compared to the new hope where it's basically you know i think we talked about the sequel trilogy enough today yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was just an analogy to point it out you know they haven't slapped a whole new cover on it and yeah you know call yeah. it their film yeah exactly. it has its different things as well yeah, as definitely. its same things take it out yeah.
0: force awakens <laughs> 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 um to, just to go on from that though um Apparently, according to some people, this movie is very similar to a similar movie called A Book of Life, which is an animated movie set during the Day of the Dead, um, which was directed by a Mexican animator. Um, The film was celebrated as an authentic love letter to one of Mexico's most iconic celebrations, while at the same time mashing it up with American music for an interesting mix between the two. Um, I... I've never seen a book of life, so I can't really comment on whether it is similar or not, but it sounds neither, like yeah. the basic premise of, you know, the, the day of the dead thing, sort of like mm. inspi- the celebration is inspiring a movie. So I can see why people would be angry. But then again, like, you know, it's not a crime to set a movie on a similar, uh, on the same celebration for me. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I, I can't say, cause I haven't seen a book of life
1: yeah okay um moving on uh did you spot any cameos in this film? I did. It was perhaps my favorite moment in the film when I saw the Pizza
0: Planet truck at the very start. Um, yeah, just fly past the window for some reason. I'm
1: not entirely sure what the pizza Planet truck's doing there, but you know well, well take it's in it. every film, so. They just have to put it in somewhere. And, yeah, you know, it seemed like a sort of fitting area to put it. Yeah, it, it goes it goes by very fast, doesn't it? Like yeah. So for our viewers, that was at four minutes three seconds. If you want to go back and check that <laughs> out, oh, you got the time mark. I That's have impressive. the time stamps. <laughs> Good on you. Um, um, yeah. So I also spotted several uh Pixar characters from other films, um, in plush toy film. I don't know if you in plush toy variation. I guess. Did you see that? No. So, this was at 4 minutes, 50 seconds, and we saw characters such as Mike Wazowski and Sully from Monsters, Inc. Really? And Woody and Buzz from Toy Story. Oh, really? Were, Whereabouts?
0: What were they, they doing? Were on,
1: so, they were on a pole, on a pillar, on like a side of a shop. So, it's on the right-hand side of the frame, if you want to watch that back. I'm just looking it up now. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I can see that. Oh, cool. You see it now? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, That's do we cool. want to get into the actual story? Yeah, let's take a deep dive. Um, So, let's start off at the start in terms of... Yeah, I've sort of already touched on it, like, the family being ignorant. The, the backstory here is that um, Miguel's, like, ancestors... One of his ancestors was a musician and mm-hmm. eventually... The the husband left his wife and his child to pursue a career in music, right? But we don't
1: we don't figure that out till later on. Well, no, we're told that at the start. We're
0: told that at the start because that's like what the family. Yeah, because that's why the family doesn't want him to. Oh yeah, my bad. We don't know who the father. Yeah, we don't know who it is. We just know that there's a father, and he he left his family to go pursue music, and that has made the rest of his family. Completely, you know... Disregard music. Yeah. They, they don't want... They want to banish it, essentially. And... Yeah. For me, that's just so ignorant. I mean... It's a bit stupid. They think mm. the, the music is is the bad thing because the father left the family. And it seems as though, like, the music wasn't the only problem in that situation. There. It, wasn't,
1: it wasn't the only variable in it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. perhaps the, the father was just, you know, a bad person. And would have left, you know, regardless of his musical yeah. talent. You know, maybe he would have left to pursue other things. Maybe he just would have left in general. It's not the music. Is it? Just it just seems yeah. like so. I don't know, like
1: so cliché. It's, kind of, it's, it's kind of like in a way, you know, saying, um, you know, a father leaves, you know, their daughter and their mother um, because he's a alcoholic, and then he leaves them and then the mother bans the kid from ever drinking alcohol. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, you've missed the point here. Where's the connection? Yeah. Yeah, Isn't the two aren't correlated.
0: You know, the father seems like the father wasn't well, as far as we know, it seems like the father wasn't a very good person and Mm. probably would have left anyway. So that was my problem with sort of the Um, I think the movie sort of picks up. And when, you know miguel goes to the land of the dead because i think that's a really interesting interesting sort of you know plot mechanic i think that's a really interesting thing to do and we haven't really seen much and it looks great as well yeah it does um yeah but yeah for me every character except miguel and hector was just shallow um Mm -hmm. i wasn't invested in the main character to be honest i mentioned that a bit previously but yeah, you know, it, you need to be invested in the main character because at the end of the day, it's their story. And mm. for me personally, like again, it's, this movie is probably not aimed at me, so I understand that. But I'm I'm reviewing this movie here, so you know, <laughs> for, for me personally, you have a say. <laughs> yeah, I get I get my opinion, and my opinion is that I the only character I really cared for was Hector. The rest we weren't really given much, um, much to get attached to, really. But the
1: that, screen time wasn't there to have an emotional connection to mm-hmm. them. And this movie's and
0: was, very long, isn't it? Like,
1: yeah, well, it? I think it's like an hour fifty.
0: Yeah, but is... for an animation movie, that's really long.
1: Like that's pretty long now. That I'm thinking about. Think it. Think like
0: yeah. Shrek is like an hour and a half done. Like yeah, and and that movie that's like true. flies by. Maybe it's even less than that. But this I did one,
1: watch this film and. I did feel that it went pretty quick there. I must say.
0: Oh, I was a bit of a drag for me. I must <laughs> say. A bit of a
1: drag for you. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: but that, yeah, it's probably a personal thing anyway. Um. So, let's go to this like this whole dead concept. If if you're okay with that, I just want to you know yeah go, go to the more interesting part of the movie, which is obviously when he does Miguel die or he just like travels back to the dead somehow. Um. But regardless... Yeah, I I
1: guess the guitar has some sort of unexplained power that can transfer someone to the land of the dead. Yeah, Um, but, I
0: mean, like, it's an animated movie, so, like, you know, we go with it. I mean, we're not going to say, like, oh, we we don't get explained how this and that happens. Like, at the end of the day, like, there are skeletons here that are people and... They're living in the land of the dead. Like
1: what? You don't question. It. It's kind of like a horror film where you don't question the acting because you're there for yeah. the jump scares.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So for me, like I was quite surprised how by how the dead people were afraid of things. Because um, yeah. I was thinking, like, well, what's the what's the what's the what's the worst that's gonna happen to you, mate? Like, you're gonna die again. Right. Like, <laughs> but
1: the, we do figure out that there is. A second yes. death, but that isn't caused by... By, like,
0: you know, getting harm. your arm chopped off or something. Yeah. like yeah. yeah. I just do I thought that was a bit weird. Um, yeah. What, what were your thoughts on, like, you know, the the structure and the whole, you know, the whole Land world? of the dead. Yeah.
1: Um, it did seem a bit weird <sighs> because we see this one town, right? Mm. And I guess it's close to, like, an edge of some cliff or something and that this one world or this one town is connected to the whole land of the dead city like it it seems like the whole of mexico should be connected to this right because Mm. i think it's a nationwide thing but it, it seems set in this really small sort of world um i know it was a bit strange but um another thing that i wanted to touch on is all of the weird ways that the actual characters died in this film. Mm. All of the previously dead characters, you know, that is Dela Cruz and Hector and such. And we, we see Dela Cruz get crushed by a bell. It's like... Yeah, that was quite funny. Where have you ever seen that before? It's a bit strange, but it's also unique. Yeah. Um, I actually laughed when that happened, by the way. Like, yeah, in the, right. <laughs> in the In the
0: first initial thing, like when they're telling you his backstory... And then yeah. like it's all happy and then like literally a bell falls on him and he dies. Yeah. Like I literally well, I didn't laugh, I was sort of just like, ha like I was
1: yeah.
0: just I did <laughs> I was just so it just took me by surprise. I'm like, that's a bit weird, but okay. you,
1: you didn't expect it. Yeah. yeah. Um and then we see this once again with supposedly um Hector choked on a chorizo. It's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who was writing the script? <laughs> It's a bit weird. Um, Mm. But anyways, did you have anything else to touch on on the land of the dead or? Not like, well, okay. Let's go to the fact that you die twice. Okay. So, yeah.
0: So in the real world, when you die uh, in in universe, in this movie, in, if you die, you go to the afterlife, right? And Mm. then if, as long as you're remembered by your ancestors, you, you get to live in the afterlife. Um, which seems, you know, which seems better than nothing, I guess. So yep. people are sort of hanging on to, you know, being in the afterlife. They don't want to leave the afterlife because they don't know what's next. It's all thing yeah. about, you know, life essentially. Yeah. Um, but for, you can't go
1: back. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and so, but how you die in the afterlife is that if you're not remembered, you you die, right? Mm-hmm. And that that for me is actually like really quite cruel. For,
1: ...for a Disney film... It's very dark in a way, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, they're they saying... ...that if you're not remembered by... ...the people who you leave behind... ...or that you're not remembered by anyone... ...that you didn't live yeah. a significant life. Mm. And I think that's just so... ...cruel. Like, for a Disney that's film... That's so misrepresented.
1: Like, you know? Yes,
0: Disney sort of, yeah. you know... ...deals with these dark topics of death and... ...you know losing people and grief and depression, yeah. like all of these different things, but they do it quite well. But here it just seems mm. so, I don't know. It just doesn't really work for me. Like it doesn't fit with you. No, because if you're not remembered, it doesn't mean that you, your life was not, you didn't live a good life or that you weren't a good person. You know, it's sort of.
1: Did it say that or... Well, no. I don't, it, I don't ever recall it saying that. No,
0: but it's like implicitly saying that because if if you're being remembered, then you deserve to live in the afterlife, right? But then yeah, yeah. if you if somebody forgets you, then you're gone. Like, you, you're going to get to stay.
1: I think it's more so the fact that if someone forgets about you, your spirit passes on. It's not really that, you know you lived a bad life or you're a bad yeah, person. So yeah, I'm,
0: I'm looking at it from more of like an individual way so like
1: yeah, yeah. obviously it's not explained so yeah. it's up to interpretation yeah but, but that
0: was my like impression of it Um.
1: that's your impression that yeah. was
0: my yeah so that's that's what I thought I was just like well whoa hold, hold up Disney you know
1: yeah. like
0: we don't all have to be famous to be good people
1: like I, I don't think they intended it to be that probably way probably
0: not but that's that was how I felt so yeah i don't know i'll have to look it up and see if anybody else you know sort of got the same thing but for me like i just really didn't really really didn't like that at all like from a philosophical standpoint anyway Mm -hmm. um you know they're probably not trying to do that but hey if i if if i'm watching it and thinking you know hang on what is like you're saying this then you know whether they meant it or not it's what i thought so Mm -hmm. I don't know. It would be interesting to see if anybody else says that.
1: See, it's funny when you say that, right? Because it's like Tenet in a way where it's up to interpretation and a lot of things are left unexplained, but you were fine with it being like that. So what changes here, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's... I think it's also the fact that, you know, Christopher Nolan intends for his films to be up to interpretation, whereas this film was meant to be explained in the you know, hour and 50 minutes that it ran for.
0: Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I can
1: I, see how you have that sort of viewpoint.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't go into this movie like wanting a mystery or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, it, that was just my initial impression. I mean, we'll move on from this now because I'm probably talking about it too much. But that was just mm-hmm. my initial impression from it. And like whether they intended that or not, that's what I thought. So, yeah. For, and for me, that just leaves a bad taste as to, you know, the people running the people producing this movie, but whatever
1: yeah. Moving on, um, I did like the concepts in this film, and again, I I feel like they could have done a lot better with it. Um, like all of the twists along the way were surprising; I didn't see them coming. I do agree with um, that. Yeah, yeah, and it could have been done better.
0: Probably should have they should have seen them coming, but didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it could have done it could have been done better it's just that they probably didn't you know something must have gone wrong in the filmmaking process that caused viewers like you to misinterpret the actual meaning of some of the plot points and st- such in this film
0: Yeah but I, in terms of like th- what they were trying to mean with the whole you get forgotten if I don't think that was like a specific plot point I think that was probably just my interpretation of something that happened it, it's not like a main part but regardless. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I agree. Um, l- I want to just quickly say that when they do, when, you know, when these singing scenes happen, they don't ever sing into the microphone. <laughs>
1: um,
0: their, their See, voice... it's,
1: it's stuff like that that I don't pick up on because yeah. I don't care about it, but
0: <laughs> go on. It's just, I don't know, it's just funny for me. Um, the fact that, you know... It's a little thing, yeah. They're singing, like, obviously it's a musical and, you know, so whatever, but um, I just thought that was funny. You know, they start off with the microphone and then they just like yeah. walk off and their voice is like still being projected. I'm like, well, mate, you need to go back to the microphone because we can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to the, like the, the twists, I probably should have seen Cruz being the bad guy coming. But for some... I,
1: I, I honestly wouldn't have thought I would see it.
0: For some reason, like, I didn't see it coming because obviously like the idol, he's, he's what the main character wants to be. Yeah. And he turns out to be the bad guy. And that's such a predictable thing. I just didn't see it coming.
1: (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) Your rehashed movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so unoriginal, but... We'll
1: we'll get into the plot twist at the end because I think we should go through this in chronological order. Okay, yeah, what do you have
0: next? Because I don't have a lot of notes in terms of what comes what comes in that middle. So, yeah, you go for it.
1: I just want to touch on this thing that I saw at the um, land of the dead talent show or whatever, the sunrise spectacular, something like that. Mm. Um, where, um, Miguel and Hector perform a few sets before then. We see a Skrillex cameo. Did you pick up on that? A
0: Skrillex cameo?
1: Yeah. What? (laughs) You didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So we see one of the, um, land of the dead people. He has this massive DJ booth on the, um, on the set and he, and he has the same appearances as Skrillex, obviously the world renowned DJ Mm. that no one listens to anymore. Oh, Um, (laughs) Yeah, but he's in there for some reason. I don't know why they put him in there. He might've voiced someone or something. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, that's weird. And just also touching on another point that I kind of picked up on, um, at the start of the film, we kind of see how Hector doesn't really like remember me. And that might be due to the fact that he obviously didn't intend for it to be such a big, um, piece of music and he just wanted it for Coco. Um, but that kind of reminisced to me about how Nirvana doesn't really like smells like teen spirit because that's all everyone ever listens to when they think of Nirvana is smells like teen spirit. So they don't actually listen to any of their other music. Um, that kind of sparked that in my brain for some reason. I, don't know, I thought I'd write that down. So I also picked up on this sort of thing that was a bit weird to me. How Miguel is in the land of the dead, right? So everyone there has previously died in the living portion of their life. Yeah. Um, and no one's questioning him that he's a kid. Like, no one picked up on the fact that he must have died... Yeah. Some way at such a young age. Yeah, when their reactions to him, they're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, right? They're not like, oh
0: my gosh, you (laughs) I didn't see any other
1: kids in the Land of the Dead either. Like, he's the only one, so... I don't know, it was a bit weird, but... Yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) Moving on to Dela Cruz's party. um, When we first see Miguel walk in, we also see him look up at a screen. And we see a movie clip of Dela Cruz riding a horse. And we hear de la cruz say the name dante i think he says like um faster dante or something mm. and uh dante is the name of the dog in this film that is um miguel's sort of sidekick in a way oh, yeah. so that's like another callback i guess oh cool um it doesn't really work in like chronological order because mm. he didn't know that film was a thing i don't know oh he might have named it after the film actually that's what might have happened. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, but I that's think true, actually. That. You probably yeah, did. That's probably what happened. Mm. Um, but do you want to say anything else before we move on to the final act and talk about yeah. all the plot twists and such? I just
0: want to touch on a few character moments. Um, so, at one stage, like, obviously, Miguel bumps into Hector, who's sort of like this rebellious skeleton. Um, mm-hmm. And... When they have a bit of a confrontation... Miguel says to him... You don't want to help me... You only care about yourself... And Hector sort of like... You know... Takes that as a big oof... And... Um... But... That is probably... Quite hypocritical... Considering that... Miguel... This 12 year old kid... Has gone on this whole adventure... Because his family told him to not play music... And he wants to play music... You know... His entire motivation in this movie is selfish... And there's never really a learning curve for him as to, you know, him realizing that, you know, Mm. yeah, he's, he learns to value his family more, but he never thinks, you know, oh, I was only sort of thinking about myself there. Yeah. And, And his character just became so hypocritical when he said that, um, but that, that's just what I felt anyway. And then sort of towards the end, obviously we have some, some big reveals and Hector's family... Um, they, they still try to outcast him even though they have no reason to, but I'll, I'll touch Mm. more on that when we get into that. So do you want to get into the final act now?
1: Yeah. So, um, like onward, I think that the final act is probably the best part of this film. I agree. Um, it's where everything's sort of explained. It's where everything kind of finds its place and it's also the most emotional sequence of the film. I agree. Um, Actually, sorry, so, can I go back real quick? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, go on. There's
0: a scene where Hector is playing the guitar for the old skeleton before he goes off to the afterlife. Or not the afterlife, sorry. Where he dies for real. The um, second time, the second death. of Yeah, the second death. Because somebody forgets him. Yep. And that scene for me was really, really good. I really liked that scene. That was a good scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then obviously, you know, we we get the whole explanation as to what happens to you when somebody forgets yeah. you. But in terms of that scene there, I really liked that. That was probably one of the few times where I was, you know, fully engaged and immersed. And invested. Yeah, and that's
1: because it features, you know, Hector, who was probably, yeah. he carried this movie. I'm going to say he carried this movie um, and his character was different and it was, you know, it, it had this sort of direction to it. Hmm. Um, and it's stuff like that that they should have, focus the film on I wanted to see more of that sort of thing yeah but also Um, like they didn't really touch on
0: the other skeleton there so the old skeleton who's dying or you know being forgotten essentially and I just I just thought that was such a heartbreaking scene and it shows that you know there's good I mean we had no idea who that guy was but I was more invested in him than Miguel. yeah so you know but that's just going back to like midway through because I really enjoyed that scene Um, But no, let's go back to the
1: final act. Just quickly, now that you've brought that up, another thing that I wanted to talk about is when people die, right, in the Mm. living world, they die and they come to the land of the dead. Yeah. What form do they come in as? Do they come in as the point they died, or is it like a random time, or...? I think it's the point that they died, because... Hector looks
0: like quite a young guy, and he, he did die right. quite old. And then Coco, obviously, when she dies later on, she come She goes into the the living dead very old. And That's
1: it, what I was thinking. And it looks yeah.
0: really weird because, obviously, they're reunited, and Hector yeah. is Coco's father, but Hector looks so much younger than Coco, because he is, yeah. you know, because he died younger. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, he's older, but he's younger. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I, I... guess. That's I guess that was sort of well... It wasn't explained, but it, they didn't have any plot holes in that sense. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on to the final act where all the twists happen. Um, we find out... The first twist, I think, was when we find out that Della Cruz took the credit for Hector's songs mm. and also the fact that he... Uh, poisoned Hector and killed him to steal all of the credit from him what did you think about that again
0: i I think in terms of like the fact that Hector wrote the songs I think that's quite interesting you know I'm yeah. sure that's happened quite a lot in just in the music industry you know and, yeah. and it it does happen you know we think you know, all these these Justin Bieber's of the world and, you know, the Taylor Swift's and stuff. And obviously they write some of their music, but the yeah. majority of the time they don't. Yeah. Um, they're just singing it, um, which is obviously, you know, the, the major part of it. But, you mm. know, they've got to sing something. And so somebody's got to get credit for, you know, writing the thing. Um, so I thought that was interesting in terms of, you know, Miguel uh, creating the songs and the crew sort of, you know, using them and going for it. But in terms of, you know Cruz's motives to, you know, eventually do what he does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he probably places a bit too. I think he's insane in in some ways because he's sort of he's obsessed. a bit
1: psychopathic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that that, that I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting the fact that Miguel owns the or that Hector yeah. rather uh, uh, Hector the, yeah yeah created the actual songs. He's sort yeah. of like the unsung unsung hero, like literally the unsung hero.
1: Yeah, Um, true.
0: So, yeah, I like
1: that. Um, Yeah, and when you realize that, you know, Hector, all he wanted to do was go back and see his daughter, Coco, before Mm. he vanished, Um, that's all he Mm. wanted to do, and it's kind of sad when you realize that he doesn't really have that opportunity because, you know, everything's been taken away from him. Mm. Um, And, again, that kind of gives his character um, sort of depth and something to cling on to rather than, you know, Miguel and such... Um, but yeah, that's just another thing I wanted to touch on. Um, yeah, so another thing that we found out in a cool twist is that Hector is actually Miguel's father. There's actually quite a few twists Yeah, or, or great, now great, I'm great, great grandfather, you mean? Yeah, yeah, great, 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 whatever, grandfather. Yeah, and I, can I just touch um, on
0: that for a second? I think the yeah, family tree is so confusing in this movie. I don't know yeah. who is who at all. Yeah,
1: there's so many different characters. Yeah, it's It's so complicated to to
0: follow, you know, especially considering most of them are obviously dead and they're all skeletons and they Mm -hmm. don't have very distinctive facial features, but I don't think it's actually, you know, their facial appearance. I think it's the fact that we're never given enough time to sort of invest in them and invest in who they are. Um, Mm We are sort of just like given like 10 or so family members at the start and expected to remember who they are. But I forgot all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know, the only people that I know are Miguel, Hector, and Cruz, and Coco. I, d- I have no yeah. idea what the family tree looks like at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, I just wanted to touch on that.
1: Um, yeah, so we find out that Hector is Miguel's father, which I thought was quite well done. Mm. Um, it was delivered well. And we also discover that Coco is also the only person that remembers Hector in the living world. And then that also brings a sense of, you know, there is consequences. Mm. We we can see as the audience, we can see um, that there is a possibility that Hector will be forgotten and will die for the second time um, and he will never get to see his daughter. Um, Another, not really twist, but another thing that is explained is that we figure out that Hector wrote Remember Me for Coco. Mm. Um, It's kind of like when, I don't know if you've seen Rocket Man, where we well I should have thought of I knew this well before the movie but it's explained that um Bernie Elton wrote your song for Bernie he didn't intend it for someone else he intended it for this person and it's kind of like this in a way okay where he didn't write this song for the world he wrote the song for his daughter Mm -hmm. um which I thought was quite good and when you listen to the lyrics as well it kind of makes sense yeah this is a song intended for his daughter yeah um and even the name you know it's it's probably not a cameo but it's probably an easter egg as to you know remember me remember me before I'm forgotten kind of that Mm -hmm. in a way um yeah I thought I'd touch on that um yeah, I also love how the so-called hero at the start of the film turns into the unexpected villain. Um, so yeah, I also love how the hero at the start of the film, who we think is the hero, he turns into this unexpected villain. Yeah, what a plot twist! Um, yeah, we see that a bit, but I didn't see it coming yeah, this time. In a would. lot of the other films, I can see it coming, but in this one, I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, and that's probably because they touched on, uh, Dela Cruz being, you know such an icon to Miguel and, mm. you know, the most famous musician ever. Yeah. You don't, you don't see it coming in and then it hits you and you're like, oh, there it was. Mm. Um, yeah. So we also see Della Cruz get crushed by another bell. Um, oh, what well, can we go to? The, is that before
0: we realise that Miguel was actually murdered by Cruz? I mean, Hector, sorry. Hector was actually Yeah, Yeah. Murdered.
1: So we, yeah, we, we already touched on that. Oh, that okay. There was a twist that, um... Hector, <laughs> Hector was murdered by, um, Delacruz. He was poisoned. Yeah. 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 And um, can I just say on that, I
0: just want to touch on that for a second. Yeah, go on. Um, Hector's family don't know that he was, you know, in fact murdered or killed. Yeah. Like, they think, you know, he, he went for a holiday and then never came back. And yeah. then they just decided that he ran away. And again, that's just such ignorance on the part of the family, yeah, you know, surely they found his his body. Like, mm. what? It just it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense for me. I yeah, you know, as soon as we learned that, I was like, well, you know, this family's already shown that they were ignorant in terms of you know why they wanted to banish music from um, Miguel's life, mm-hmm. and then again they're being ignorant of the fact that Hector went on holiday and then never came back, and then yeah. just decided that he ran away to pursue music and that was it. Yeah. So yeah. I, again, I I didn't really like that. I'm I'm saying a lot of negatives for this movie because I just was never invested. So the the negatives were so I don't know, prominent for me. You picked personally. up
1: on all of the negatives. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But overall, I do think it's like a pretty. It's a pretty okay movie. Like in terms yeah. of. Like again, I don't think it's aimed at me. I don't think this is a movie that I'm supposed to like, but. Mm -hmm. but I think I I do recognize the fact that it's a pretty pretty good movie but the negatives were more prominent for me and then in terms of his dead wife so Hector's dead wife right doesn't even know that Hector was murdered um and she still can't forgive him for running away even though he didn't run away yeah and so Hector's wife sort of like for a solid part of the movie she learned that Hector was you know murdered and then yeah. she still can't forgive him. And I'm just thinking... I think there like, was
1: even a line that um, Miguel said to her. He said Hector was murdered. And she's like, so what if he was murdered? It's like, yeah it's like, hold what on. On. Like, what? And then <laughs> yeah, she was so like, I, oh,
0: I still can't forgive him. I'm like, forgive yeah. him for what, lady? Like, what does he... Uh, is what it, did he do? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. And also, like, just another negative before I shut up is the fact that... Um, <laughs> The goal in this movie is ever-changing. Like, uh, the plot wasn't clear for me. In in Onward, right, it's so clear what the plot is, right? For sure. Dad has half come back. We need to make him fully come back. we got till tomorrow. Let's go. Yep. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, Miguel has died, but he hasn't. He needs to go back to get his blessing. Also, he can't sing songs, so he needs to go get his family's blessing to go back. His family don't like him because he wants to sing songs. He goes to his idol. His idol's a bad guy. His great-grandfather was murdered. Like, what? Yeah.
1: What? (laughs) Like, is Hector the... Like, is Hector the main part of the story because he wants to go back to see Coco? I think
0: he does become the main part of the story. At the
1: end, it kind of seems like that, right? Yeah. And I think that's a
0: saving grace because, as we said, you know, the third act for me is the best part of the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Moving on, we see, once again, Delacruz gets crushed by another bell. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Seems to be a reoccurring thing. In but the he's n- he
0: didn't die there, did he? Because he's just like... Well, no, you can't die yeah, in the land of really the dead. dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you can die, but not that way. Yeah. By in- yeah. infliction of harm or injury or some mm. other sort. Um, yeah, so we at the end of the movie, we see Coco join the family when she dies... Um, Yeah, it's nice. And, yeah, so she joins them and she crosses the bridge and such. That must have been a year after because I think the Day of the Dead is held each year. Mm. Um, Yeah, so we also see Hector um, get to visit the family across the other side as well. Yeah. Um, And we also see Hector's photo get put up and we also see um, Coco's photo get put up on the... Shrine. I don't know what it was called. Yeah, probably so they're remembered, essentially. Yeah, so they're remembered. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Coco joins the Land of the Dead, and that's basically all I had for the notes there.
0: Yeah, I think the third act is a lot better, and it's very similar to Onward in that respect, you know. Mm-hmm. The first part is uh, probably wouldn't have kept going, personally, for me. Um, yeah. But, I mean, again, I don't think it's Pixar at its best. But it does... You know, Pixar... It's a Pixar curse, really, because whenever Pixar releases a movie, as soon as they do, it's going to get compared to their best work. And their best work is, you know, A-plus material. Yeah, we're not going
1: to say what it is because when we eventually do a podcast... Yeah, it's it's fantastic, you know.
0: Just some of of their movies are absolute classics and they're perfect. So... Yeah. It's so hard for Pixar. Like, I really empathize with what they're trying to do you know they're trying to do some new things you know they're yeah. not trying to make a cars four or a you know f- God forbid they make a Toy Story 5 or something <laughs>
1: like, I think they're done with it
0: I wouldn't put it past them to be honest in like seven years to do Toy Story 5 but but yeah for me it just suffers in comparison but that's a Pixar curse I guess. Alright, music segment this week. Um, for those of you who don't know, we have a playlist on Spotify called The Rewatch Playlist. Um, you can follow it, you can listen to it in the YouTube description by visiting that link there. It'll take you directly to it. Every week we post a maximum of two or a minimum of one song from the official soundtrack of the movie that we watch this week. So for example, we have some songs from Into the Spider-Verse, Joker, Tenet shrek um revenge of the sith so coco this week um we've got un poco loco i un um, un
1: poco loco or something yeah like i've that. completely yeah.
0: butchered the pronunciation but um one of the more you know iconic i guess songs. i like
1: it because it's a meme <laughs> i don't know if you've seen it <laughs> no but it's a meme it's um you know that really um weird thing that i think it it was. It didn't start on TikTok, but you see it a lot on TikTok where it's got that sort of wiggly voice, where it's like, woo, woo, woo. you know what I mean?
0: Oh, maybe, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the voice goes all, and then the the screen goes all like wavy and oh, such. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I've seen that a lot in the memes yeah, for some weird. reason. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and um, the second song going in. So there's two songs going in this week. Um, the second song is Remember Me, and it's the lullaby version. And is that yep. when um, Miguel's singing to Coco?
1: No, that's when uh, Hector is singing to oh, okay. Coco, the okay. younger version. Okay. Yeah,
0: very nice. Right, so those are the two songs going in. Again, if you'd like to listen to the playlist or follow it, you can visit the link in the YouTube description.
1: Yeah, well, do you want to do your final sort of rating then?
0: Yeah, okay, so... I'll again reiterate the fact that this movie probably isn't
1: for me. Um, But look, if we could... If we were to put the fact... If we were to, you know, put ourselves in the audience's shoes as um, eight-year-old kids, this film would probably be a standard. They would love this film. They would take it and enjoy it. But um, looking at it from our perspective, it comes a lot different.
0: Yeah, I I think... The movie has heart, right? And, but it just struggles to show it sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the movie's very colourful. However, like, as I said at the start, the animation's getting to a stage where I think it's too good. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it takes away from the unique style of it. Um, Mm. The music's good and, you know, it ties in well with the movie and, you know, I did go and research and the critics have said that it's very culturally sensitive, you know, culturally accurate in terms of, you know, the celebration and, and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, so, I think that is a big plus, you know, they didn't sort of take any liberties, you know, they didn't sort of change the facts of, you know, the celebration that's yep. traditional to, you know, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a, a big thing, you know, if they got that wrong so many people would have been angry for good reason. Yeah. I think the movie's a combination of a variety of different successful animation movies, you know, like Kung Fu Panda and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, I think this movie was probably inspired by, you know, that that movie of a similar nature. Um, Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, I can't can't say. I think it's similar to Onward in, in respect that it's not Pixar's best work and... I feel as though the movie's far too long. It's an hour yep. and 45 minutes. So I, I, I felt it drag because I was never really invested in any of the characters except Hector. So I'm going to give it the exact same as Onward. I'm going to give it a B minus.
1: Okay. Um, I'll go through mine now. Yep. Um, so overall, this film had one of the most unique and inspiring stories to come from Pixar Um, And that's not saying it's done the best, that's saying that it was different um, and they had potential for it to be the best. Mm. Um, And I do think that its animation style story and the music in this film uh, made it quite enjoyable to watch for the first time. Um, And this is my second time watching it and Mm. I don't really see myself watching it again in the future or or at least for quite some time. Mm. Um, I'd rather pick something like Cars or something to watch which yeah. is a lot more enjoyable it's a Pixar's that, problem yeah yeah um, so I do feel that this film deserves higher than average in terms of a ranking you know it's not a Cars 2 oh for um, sure yeah so I do think that also a B minus is quite justified with the rating so are we agreeing are we I, I do agree yeah oh, it's good to be on the same page again
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> too much division going on here on the yeah. show <laughs> But we're back. All we right. are back. Um, that's all from us today. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so by finding us at The Rewatch Pod. Um, we'll be announcing our next episode on there shortly. Um, mm-hmm. If you would like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just search The Rewatch on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Bye for now. See ya.